you're listening to the Created Fab Podcast with the one and only, one and only, Fabiola. This season series is on the adventures and struggles of being a believer because it can be real out here on these streets. Hello world, it's me, Fabiola. Thank you so much for joining this awesome podcast that I have here. And it is the Created Fab channel because I'm Created Fab. Not really, but I'm Fabiola. <laughs> and this whole series of this particular podcast is about the adventures and the struggles of being a believer. Now, I wanted to actually record something else. And um, I just thought, I don't know, I was reading something in a word today that really struck me. And I was just like, yo, this is a amalgamation of everything that I've been, not everything, but a lot of stuff that I've been dealing with and struggling with. Um, as a believer, especially as a young one, don't get it twisted. This face is nice, young and cute, but the reality is I'm an older person, like not severely older, but like I'm 37. I just turned 37 as of last week. And, um, one thing that I have been, I guess in a sense, like struggling with as I tried to not only figure myself out, but you know, just like career wise and what I want to do with myself is just like thinking about what success looks like and what success is. Right. And, um, I think as a, as a young believer, not as far as like, when I say young believer, I'm talking about, cause I, I feel like I'm a mature Christian, <laughs> not like, oh, you know, like a thing, but I've been, I've been at this for a while. Right. And, um, but as a young person, but as a mature believer, um, I feel like there's still like certain conflicts that I have within myself because it's a certain point that I want to get to in my career. Right. And if anybody else is, ex has experienced what I'm talking about, to yourself or wherever you at, be like, yo, that's for real. You know, like, it's the truth, right? Um, because society says, right, that um, according to what society says or what you see on TV or whatever, or what culture dictates, um, success looks like having the nice cars, having all this, you know, the house or looking this type of way or doing that or whatever. And, you know, honestly, and your culture is, or who you hang out with, because I think I've, I've, I even know some men who are like, yeah, if I have a wife, which culture is this? But I mean, even within our culture here in, in, in Western society, sometimes it's like that where it's, I have a wife and I have a mistress on the side. You know what I mean? Like that's considered success because I can afford to have my wife and my mistress on the side, you know? And in addition to everything that they have going on, but then it's just like, is that really it? So um, it, it, it kind of trips me out, man, you know, cause it's like, what is the success? What does that, what does that truly mean? And everything that I have seen in the short 37 years of life that I've had, I have um, realized that number one, it's all a scam. All of it is a scam. And, um, and you have to think to yourself really in, in everything that you're pursuing, what's the purpose all of all of this? Like, why am I doing it? And, and you know, what's the scariest part? If you were to actually strive your whole entire life pursuing these things you finally attain all of it like let's say you got all of that stuff and then you finally get to the end and it's just like bro yo did i just waste my life getting all this stuff and none of this stuff matters and it goes back to something that i always say all the time where it's like how messed up is it that you climb all the way like you climb up this ladder and you get all the way you finally get up to the top of the building just to realize I'm at the wrong building. Can you imagine? 
like, yo, that is insane, you know? And yo, as a matter of fact, I'm not just gonna keep talking about like just stuff. I'm, I'm gonna back it up with some scripture because this like blew the heck out of my mind this morning, right? And it sounds like, no, I have to, I have to go ahead and film this. Um, because something I'm always praying all the time for is just like, God, give me wisdom, give me revelation, give me understanding, because what's the point of getting all this wisdom and you're not getting understanding, right? Um, I'm like, oh, just give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. And I was in Ecclesiastes, right? I got my B-I-B-L, it's all tattered up, but hey, it's used, okay? <laughs> and um, in Ecclesiastes 1, it talk, Ecclesiastes 1, verse 16, it said, and this is Solomon talking, okay? Um, I believe this is supposed to be Solomon, but anywho, um, yeah, it's Solomon, King Solomon. And mind you, King Solomon, for those of you who don't know, King Solomon is um, King David's son. And when he was younger, he asked, the Lord asked him, hey, what do you want? And he was like, yo, I want God, I want, just give me wisdom, yo. This man, and, and it, because he asked for wisdom, God was like, yo, you didn't ask for riches, you didn't ask for power. But because you did that, because all you asked for was wisdom, I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to give you riches and I'm going to give you power. So it was, you know, because he humbled himself and he asked for that. But at the same time, too, you got to ask yourself. P.S. Disclaimer. I'm from New York. I talk really fast. If I'm speaking way too fast, slow down your, <laughs> slow down your, um, your record. I'm slow down the recording, but yeah. So anyway, so it was, it was such a, when you think about like wisdom, right? When you know, sometimes it's, it's good, it's good to know, right? It's good to know things, but sometimes when you know too much, it'll actually screw you over. So let me, let me, let me read what he said, right? He said, look, I have grown an increase in wisdom more than anyone who has ruled over Jerusalem before me. And this is Ecclesiastes 1, verse 16. Um, then he continues on, I have experienced much of wisdom and knowledge. Then I applied myself to the understanding of wisdom and also of wisdom, I mean, excuse me, and also of madness and folly. But I learned that this too is chasing after the wind. For with much wisdom comes much sorrow. The more knowledge, the more the more grief. So I was just like, wait a second. So I'm sitting here asking, constantly asking for wisdom and knowledge and all that other stuff. But I've never enough. It's funny because I literally have it underlined, right? But for some reason, I never like put that together. Like you got to be careful with all that wisdom and knowledge that you're getting. It's not necessarily that it's a bad thing. It's just that too much of it, especially if you don't need it, it's 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 a whole lot. It's like way too much you know, and you don't know how you, it's like, imagine like opening up Pandora's box, because once you open up that knowledge, you know, open up your mind to something, you can never take it back. That's number one. Number two, is it even for you to know? God, you know, I feel like, and that's the reason I've gotten to this point in my life, like, God, just tell me what I need to know. I don't watch the news anymore. Some people are like, oh, what are you talking about? You got to know what's going on. Not really, because, because, especially because I'm an empath and I'm a feeler, I gotta be careful where I, I, what I allow next to me and the energy and the vibrations around me. Like, I'm just being so for real on that. So I got to the point, I don't want, I really don't watch the news. I don't need to know what's going on. And whatever I do need to know what's going on, I promise you this, the Holy Spirit always gets the information for me all the time. And a lot of the times I already know what's going on even before it's like made aware to me because in my spirit, I could feel what's going on. You know, so whatever you need to know, you have and this is what I did after I got this revelation was that God, you know what, just give me the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding and the revelation that I need for my will, for your will in my life, for the purpose that you have created me for. I don't need to know much more than that because really in actuality, you don't need to know all of that. That's all extra fluff. And then if you can think about it, if I can take away out of my mind that, that and waste never take away, but rather like 
stop giving that space to that stuff, then I can, um, I don't want to say perfect, but I can consume more information according to the purpose that God has for me, right? And I can use it for that, for my will of my life, right? Because I think that when you have too much information too, it also is a distraction. It's a distraction and it can pull you in other directions that maybe you don't need to be knowing all of that, you know? Um, so that's one thing. So another thing also is that going back to what I was saying also about like the success and what, um, what society says that it should be right. Then it goes on and he continues on with this. Right. And, um, and like I said, in society, it tells you, okay, well, you should have this and you should have that. And depending on what part of your career that you're going into, like for me, I'm a nurse, right? I'm a nurse. So the thing that the most of the ladder that it would usually go to is like, okay, you become a regular staff nurse. And then from there, then you go up to nurse manager and then maybe some type of administrative thing, or maybe you want to be a nurse practitioner. I always know that's not for me. Listen, the Lord didn't call me for all of that or whatever, but that ain't for me. But I do know that what God has me for, like I'm supposed to be in some type of like helping with systemic change. And, and I knew that it was going to be like maybe perhaps policy in some type of, in some type of way, maybe some appointment in some type of like big position um, but before I get to that point, I knew that I wanted to merge nursing with business. So I always knew that much. Um, but in the midst of all of that, as I, God was, you know, grooming me and taking care of me, like, you know, um, preparing me for whatever he has for the future, his thing was, um, um, for me, go get my doctor's degree. So I am Dr. Fab RN, <laughs> right? So I'm a doctor nurse. And um, so then even with that, it was like this particular route. And I was like, yeah, because my original goal when I was getting my degree was I wanted to be like the head of the health uh, um, department of health, like in Washington, D.C. somewhere, you know, or the head of the CDC or eventually be like surgeon general or something like that. That was my that was my thing. But then it was just like, no, I got a feeling that's not right. And that's the reason why, like, can you imagine that you're once again, you're working so hard to work up this ladder and just to realize when you get to the top of it, that ain't it. I'm going to take you back to the word on that one. Okay. So in Ecclesiastes two, now you reading down a few more chapters below chapter, um, chapter two, verse four. Now Solomon is talking about everything he accumulated. Okay. Listen to this. I undertook great projects. I built houses for myself, done that. And I planted vineyards, not so much, but you know what I mean? Like taking that, you know, the money that you have and you're investing it and doing different stuff, right? Um, I made gardens and parks and planted all kinds of fruits in them. I made reservoirs to water groves of flourishing trees. I bought male and female slaves and had other slaves who were born in my house. I also owned more herds and flocks than anyone in Jerusalem before me. I amassed silver and gold for myself and the treasure of kings and provinces. I acquired men and women singers in the harem as well, the delights of the hearts of men. I became greater by far than anyone in Jerusalem before me. All this, in all this, my wisdom stayed with me. And he goes on to say in verse 10, I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused, to, I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all of my work and this was the reward for all of my labor. So all of those things that he amassed, that was, he felt like his reward, right? Like he didn't deny himself or nothing. I work hard, I play hard and I just take it all. And then verse 11 says, and yet, yo, this is, yo, this was it right here. Hold tight. He said, yet in verse 11, yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve, 
Everything was meaningless. A chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. Yo, bro, let me tell you. When I read that, I was like, yo, that's crazy, man. Like, you spend all of this time chasing all of this stuff because you feel like this is what is the definition to me of success, right? Whether, obviously, this is like a different time. So, you know, planting vineyards and all that stuff. But there's no different than, you know, making, going up the ladder in your job all this stuff and accumulating all this stuff right and doing you know i'm getting like in the world stand i'm getting mad females i'm getting mad dudes or i'm doing this and i'm doing that and then once again you finally get to the end of it all and it's just like yo this was all meaningless you're talking about the wisest man who ever lived who is saying all of this stuff and if you really understand the story of solomon he had all of this stuff he really did I think it's in Second Kings or one of them Kings. They talk like they really go in deep detail of like if you like really read it and understand all the stuff that this man like did. Like it was amazing. It really, really was very, very smart, very like full of wisdom for real. And yet he got all of that and it literally destroyed him. Not because in the beginning he started off with God, right? And unless he accumulated more stuff. And more, you know, because obviously he had all this knowledge and he knew how to get all of these things and he denied himself no pleasure. He actually ended up losing everything in the end by gaining all of this stuff. He married like 600 wives, married 600 wives who were from different places where God said, don't even touch. And he did all of that. Right. And then you got to understand, like, when you start to when you I think once you get to a certain level, even being around certain people, not even I guess, but this is what it is, you start to take up their personalities, right? You start to take up their personalities and it's just like the very core of your being starts to mold onto them, which is a like a very important reason why you gotta be careful, like who you hang out with, right? And those are his whys, right? So it's not just hanging out with them, but he's becoming one with them because he's having sex with them. So he's creating like these soul ties with him. And that's the reason why you gotta be careful of sitting here sleeping with this, because you literally take on their stuff. Not only, and when I say stuff, I'm talking about you're taking on their, their energy, you're taking on all their issues. It's a soul tie. Your soul is becoming one. So whatever issue that's going on with that person, you're taking it on. This man had, I think over what, 600 wives? So can you imagine? On top of that, so all of these 600 wives, not only is he having sex with all of them, um, whether it be once or whatever, but that's all it takes just one time. And condoms can't protect you from that one either. Just, I'm just saying, right? And um, so you got that part. Another part of it also is he's having kids with them. So he cannot have, you're having all these kids with these people, you cannot give that type of attention that you would definitely, that a child needs to be able to raise them like um, according to the will of the Lord. And, and then that's what his father told him to do. And, you know, and, but you have them with a bunch of ungodly women, a woman of the world, basically, and then you're expecting your kid to come out godly. It's just not going to happen. If she's the one who's mainly raising them and she's a worldly woman, what do you think is going to happen? So that he destroyed that. And then by that happening, for generations to come, and it, it says it in the Bible, like, all of these people, like, all, like, there was never a good king. I think probably, like, what, one? One or two of them, you know? There was no good kings after that. Why? Because once again, who was who was sitting there giving his kids what he needs? So as he's sitting here accumulating all of this wisdom and knowledge and all of this stuff, he wasn't really giving his kids the attention that they need. So then you can see the breakdown. So once again, what is the purpose of, you know, getting all of this stuff and yet you lose everything in the end? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because in the end, he still lost his kingdom. In the end, he lost God, you know? 
And that's something that has always been like my biggest concern. I said, Lord, if it would, if, if, if me getting, you know, like, if me getting all of this stuff with me, then I would lose you. I'm sorry, I messed up my hair. I got mad hype. <laughs> but if, if me getting all of this stuff with me, that I would lose you, then I don't want it. I will take God over everything and anything, any day, than to have all of this stuff and I lose him. It's just, to me, it's not worth it. It's not worth it, you know? And I think that that's the thing. So you have to ask, so as I was reading this and I thought about like um, Solomon and he, he gained all of this stuff. And I said to myself, that thought came into my head, how much of this was really God's will for him to have? How much of this God, how much of it was God's will for him to pursue? I'm not saying that God doesn't, listen, God does make some, God, I believe that God makes certain people rich. Like God, and they, if God has given you the will to make you rich, trust me, believe me when I talk, if, if it's his will for you to be rich, trust me, believe me, he'll give you the grace to be able to handle all of that, right? That's, that's the thing. And, but I think the most important thing in everything, whether it's, you are living a life of, you know, um, extreme like monetary wealth, or just maybe your life is just, you're just meant to be somebody who is um, a typical middle class, or even like, look, even if that is the case, trust me, believe me, like God is going to take care of you. That is, that has been my life. He's going to take care of you. But the whole purpose is everything is you live according to God's will for your life. According to the will that God has for life, you will not lose. You cannot lose. Like, that, and then when you look in the Bible and you read all the stories that like God could call you to something great, but once you walk away from his will that he has for your life and you got yourself thinking to the point where, oh, that you know better than him, okay, you can do better than him, or, oh, yeah, it's God's plan, and after that, you just kind of go ahead and do your own thing, you're not, it's not going to end good, you know, so regardless of what culture says, and um, regardless of what culture says, and they're like, oh, it should be like this. It should be like that. Or this is what success looks like. I stand here today and I say this in front of the eyes of the Lord and in front of you, okay? From my mouth to your ears. None of this stuff means nothing without God. Therefore, go according to the will of the Lord in your life. And one of the ways that I think in all the things that I have learned in my short 37 years of life is this. If you understand who you are in Christ, that's number one. If you understand who you are as Christ created you, right? As how he created, like meaning you, like I understand who I am in Christ. Cool. Awesome. But I also understand who Fabiola is according to the image that God, like according to how he sees me, not by what society says who I should be, not according to my roles in the life of being, you know, like mom or whatever the case may be, or nurse or whatever. None of that matters according to how he sees me. And because once you understand those things and then you spend time intimately with him, your purpose will be revealed. And once you understand what your purpose is and like once you understand what your purpose is or the will that he has for your life, when these other things come at you, it really like, it will help you to make the right decision. I'll put it like that. Does that make sense? Like, for example, um, let me give you an example from my own life. God told me um, there was a point in time, I'm gonna give you something recent, very, very recent. Okay, like a few months back, I had a contract, right, for this job, but I was trying to pay off my debt. Thank you, Jesus, it was done. And um, this contract, I had this contract position, and I was working this part-time job, and I was doing the both of them at the same time. And I was doing such an awesome job, because I am Fabiola, of course. <laughs> um, 
they kept offering me to to stay on at the contract position. They wanted me to stay. Um, and they kept like throwing money at me nonstop, constantly, constantly, constantly. And then on top of that, then I was offered an, um, a six-figure position at another locate at another um, um, institution. The money was nice, of course. I mean, who who doesn't want to like like who doesn't want to make money? You know what I mean? Like money helps. You know, and I'm not saying it brings happiness, but it definitely does help in life. And um, and I remember the Lord telling me like, what exactly would be the point of you getting this job? of you doing this because you know what I'm calling you to do. Remember what I said, like I'm supposed to be doing business, right? That's what God has called me for. And it's just like, okay, you're gonna go and take this six figure job. Yeah, that's cool and everything, but what I have for you is way more than six figures a year. You know, and this is just like a money thing. I'm not talking about anything else, right? But I'm just like, man, I really want the money because I've been sitting here with no money before, you know? So it's like, I'm sitting here like trying to pick a patch up. And then I was like, well, like you, but, you, but it's up to you. Like you make that decision. God's not gonna force himself on you, like at all. He's not gonna do that. God is a gentleman, you know? But because, at, especially by that time, I understood who I am in him, who I am as a believer. And I understood really and truly what my purpose is. By me taking that job, I would literally be negating the very thing that God has for me. And I would be like, upper, like I would literally be, I don't wanna say like sewing it away. I mean, sometimes that can happen. I don't think it would necessarily be me throwing away what he has for me, but I would definitely be delaying it. And my thing is, I'm not going to be like the children of Israel sitting here, you know, going around this desert 40 for 40 years because I never figured it out. Or even worse, that I died and I never figured it out. How many people have you seen who were in their like 70s and 80s and they look back on their lives and they're just like, yo, I didn't do anything that I wanted to do you know, or what I was called for, like, what a waste of life, you know, and I, like, it really is, because when you, because I truly believe, and I truly have seen that you are most satisfied with what you, you are most satisfied doing what you were created to do, as opposed to just doing whatever, and that's the reason why it really does take time to, like, it, it's important to take the time out to really, and truly um, spend time with the Lord, and really understand that, you know, what is my will? What is your will for my life? What is, you know, and, and you doing that and you living out the will that he has for your life, true satisfaction, true success will come. Not success according to what the world says. Does that make sense? Success does not necessarily mean, does not always mean, or a good portion of time, it really doesn't always mean, oh, having a whole bunch of money in the bank account. Not really, for some people, yes, but not really, because let me, let me be very uh, um, um, transparent with you. There has been quite a few times where, like, I don't have a pot to piss in, like, what other way can I say that? Like, I just don't have no money. You know, like, I don't have, like, a lot of money in the bank account. I just, I don't, you know, because God is having me in a certain position right now where he is grooming me for something and he has me depending on him and not a source of income. So he has purposely within the past, I think, dang, it's been, like, it's been quite a few years now where he's just like, no, nope, either don't work or I take a part-time job making a small amount of money. And you're talking about, I have the ability to make more than, way more than six figures. I mean, not, not like, thousands or nothing like that, but, like, in the hundred thousands of dollars, right? Like, between my stat, between my um, the degrees that I have, the experience that I have, the skill set that I have, you know, like I am more than able to do it. But God has been telling me for the past few years, no, I don't want you to do that. And it's been an exercise of Him showing me how to depend on Him. 
But what I had, and I, I remember I was annoyed a few months back and I was just like, God, I'm so sick and tired of living in lack. Like, this is so terrible. And he said, how are you living in lack? I was like, I just don't be having no money. And he was just like, what does money have to do with anything? Do I not take care of you? And I thought about it. I was like, you know what? That's a fact. God really does take care of you. You know, like, I'm never hungry. My kids are never hungry. We have everything that we need. So although there may not be a whole bunch of money in the bank, my rent, my rent, well, now that I live here, my rent is always paid off. My mortgage was always paid off. You know, my kids are always fed. They have like clothes on their back. Like, so there's a difference between lack and having enough, you know, and, and that's okay. And that's what I call prospering, you know, prosper, you know, the fact that I can spend time with my kids, we can chill. We can have like a shoot a gay old time. Like, we you know, we are having like a good old time and not have a bunch of crazy amount of money in the bank. Prosper, a prosperity does not look in the way of money. Don't be fooled by what them pastors be saying. Like it's not true or what society says or what culture says. It's not true. It's not true. What it all comes down to is like, and, and maybe what it is, maybe the prayer really should be about like, well, Lord, show me what success and what prosperity means according to my life. What is what what is what does all of that mean according for, for what you have for my life? Because what it looks like for my life is not gonna look like for yours. And that's the reason why I don't believe in this cookie cutter thing. Your, since your religion, I'm not religion, excuse me, your relationship is individual with God, so is your purposes and so is all of that. So it'll look different. And nobody should tell you what that looks like because once again, it looks different. But anywho, I hope that blessed you. Um, let me pray real quick. And um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Lord, I just thank you, Father God, for just being such a good God, Lord, and just like continuing to... Um, to bring revelation and wisdom according to what we need, not an excess, but rather exactly what we need there, God. And Father God, I just thank you, Lord, that you just show us what success looks like in our lives. Show us what wisdom, I mean, what what, what, um, what prosperity and all those things look like in our lives. And I think most importantly, Lord, show us like, continue to reveal to us who we are in Christ, who we are as a person that you created us to be, Father God, and what exactly is our will slash purpose for our lives, Father God, so that we can, um, so that we can push the kingdom of God forward, which is always number one. And number two, like, so, you know, so that we can, so may we live a long life satisfied unto us, Lord, like, so we can just be doing, um, not from the selfish standpoint, Father God, because everything that we do, if it's according to your will, is honestly what it all comes down to is to help people, and then we also reap a benefit from it. So, Father God, show us those things, Lord, and show us, um, give us the blueprint, give us the, 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 show us the end goal, like, we're supposed to end that, Father God, and also the blueprint on how to get there, you know, and I just thank you, Father God, that you are our board member, you are the one who was standing right there next to us, Father God, giving us wisdom on what to do and how how to do it, Father God. And then we just, Lord, we just know, Father God, that everything doesn't happen all at one time, Father God, but everything will happen in its due timing. So I thank you, Lord, that we take our time. We don't do it our way, Father God, but we do it your way because according to your word, Father God, you said, um, um, Dad, did it just leave my mind? <laughs> I say this all the time too. Um, lean not onto your, because I'm going to paraphrase. It's also in the description just left my mind, but you know, um, oh, I got it. There is a way that re that seems right to man, but in the end, it leads to destruction. And I just thank you, Father God, that we are not leaning on to our own understanding, meaning we're not just doing our own thing or thinking something is right, Father, but that we do it your way. Because in us doing it our way, it leads us to destruction like it did for Solomon. So I just thank you, Father God, that we do it the right way. We learn from the past mistakes of others, Father God, and even our own past mistakes, and we do things according to your will. I just thank you, Father God, that and I say it. 
great prosperity. We know the will of your life. I mean, oh, the will that you have for our lives, Father God. And I just thank you, Lord, that it helps people, it helps us, and it proliferates from generations to come. Lord. And I just thank you, Father God, that all those thoughts, all those hindrances that are there to try to strap it, to stop it, I command it to be shut down right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, and we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in Jesus' name. And amen. Hey. <laughs> so um, thank you so much for joining this, um, this episode. Um, I hope it blessed you. I really do. Because um, it blessed me. Even as I was talking, I was getting a revelation. But, um, and please tune in the next time. Um, and once, and, and also too, please share with other people. Like, don't be selfish, man. Like, share the wealth of knowledge with other people. Yeah, for sure. But <laughs> you guys have an awesome day. And until next time. Thanks for listening. Keep binging, Netflix style, on this season's series, The Adventures and Struggles of Being a Believer. Don't be stingy. Share, like, and subscribe to the Created Fab Podcast. Visit us at createdfab.com.